We're so excited to spend some time with you today on the Awakening Moments podcast. My name is Lori. And I am Rhonda. And it's our hope that you would feel like we are with you wherever you are right now, having a real life conversation about life in all its beauty and in all its mess. We believe that God wants to open our eyes to an awakening moment that will help us thrive in every part of our being. So we invite you on this adventure with us as we listen, learn, and grow together. Yeah, you could sell that Scooby. Ooh, people sell it. I'm like, Ew. Yeah, it's like thirty bucks to buy I a know, Scooby. It's I know. I know. Scooby, though. By the Scoby, way, Scooby. Sorry, I'm on a Facebook Scooby. Marketplace because I'm like. Just people sell their scobies they're selling their scobies no yeah i was on there like i'm on right now because i'm looking for christmas stuff for v's room she redecorated her room right okay yeah, i should bring that up our podcast people are selling for like 30 bucks or something like that no on amazon if you buy a new scoby it's like 30 dollars. Yeah, so I, I grew my own scoby to, to start my kombucha batch yeah and do you but supply other people i do i supply other people's scobies <laughs> Okay, that's like a whole other hilarious conversation. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. I it know, sounds so gross too. Okay, I have to tell you something. Are you podcasting Hilar- right now? Oh, good. I have to tell you something funny. hilarious though. Okay, what? so what? oh my gosh, I was dying laughing. I don't. Maybe you won't find this as funny as I did, but <laughs> so we're sitting around the table, and I keep asking my eldest son, who's a graphic designer, I keep asking him, "Okay, I need you to make me like a little." label for my booch like a little because i'm Lori booch right like Lori booch is my will be my brand of booch. Oh, it's a joke like it's kind of a joke so funny that's but, awesome though that, that's so awesome yes so, anyways, so okay. i keep telling him i want you to make me my Lori booch brand of kombucha <laughs> and i want you to make me like a little sticker like a label you're going to dragon's den next i'm gonna order a sticker <laughs> And so he's sitting at the table and no. he's like, yeah. And your slogan could be, I got 99 problems, but a booch ain't one. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness. Okay. And did you I, start crying? You're laughing I was so crying. hard. I was <laughs> dying. I was like, oh my gosh. That's that is so funny. funny. I know it's super edgy, but it's so funny. I okay. was laughing my head No, off. Lord, that is super funny. That is very funny. <laughs> you need to have that on your label. Lori Booch, kombucha. So yeah, you'll be so lucky if you get one. I know you don't like kombucha. I don't. I know. Oh my gosh. And it's so good. My kombucha is delicious. I make all kinds of flavors. It's so yummy. Oh. So yeah, I'm going to buy some little bottles and I'm going to get a little sticker. I'm going to bottle it and get share it with people who like it. Lord, that is so awesome. A little side business that I don't make any money at. Lori Booch. Lori Booch. Lori Booch. That is uh, cute. That it's so cute because it's it's your last name. Is that not so funny? No, that's so cute. I know. Meant to I be. Know. Okay, so you have an icebreaker question for I us. I do. I have enough. To okay. Start today. What is a weird food you really enjoy, oh. or even a weird mixture of food that you really enjoy? You know. Okay, this is what I would probably say is a bit weird about my eating. If I <laughs> did not have to cook for my family, I would be a vegan. So I know to some people that would be weird because it's just like a lot of weird foods and weird combinations of like, you know, vegetables and, you know, other grains and other. But if I could be plant based, I totally would. It's how I prefer to eat. I could do without meat. I don't really care about it. I don't really love it. I pretty much only eat chicken. I don't eat much other other meat. I just I don't love it. It's okay. It's fine. You know, I love I do like fish. So I would probably no, I don't even know if I'd miss it. Honestly, I don't care. I don't really care about meat. So I would say it's not specific. Um, There's not one specific thing. But when I am like kind of just wanting to fantasize, I I do love food. And so when I'm wanting to scroll Pinterest for new recipes, it's always a vegan. It's always vegan recipes. Really? And it's all the vegan recipes are almost always the same. They're just a whole combined mixture of random vegetables and chickpeas and quinoa and all of these. And I love it. I love them all. I think they're and I pin them all. And I'm like pin, 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 pin. Oh my <laughs> goodness. But your kids wouldn't like that. Not, not really. As, not as much. They don't know. They're like they would tolerate it. Maybe a couple oh, of them would that eat it, but it's so funny yeah, so you'd be vegan 
I'd be vegan. Okay. And I love like, I just love it. I just love the mixtures of like all kinds of vegetables. And the more mixed together, the better with some sauces and oh, delicious. I just, I just find that so, so, so good. But one of my favorite foods, and it is a bit weird, I guess, is a beet salad. A beet mm, salad with a little yum. bit of feta cheese on it or goat's cheese. Beet and go. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Just delicious. Absolutely delicious. Yum. Oh, Absolutely that's not delicious. weird to me because one of my oh. weird foods, I could eat pickled beets right out of a jar. Pickled beets are delicious. I like them too. I have not had them in forever. Have you had them recently? Uh, my mom does homemade pickled beets. She does? I, yeah. If I gave you a jar, you'd be ruined. They're so good because I'm picky. I don't like a lot of cloves. There's like cloves what? in it. My mom's pickled beets are the best. If I'm wow. out, it's like a pan. I don't even eat them as a snack because I need them for like certain dishes. Wow. Apparently <gasps> pickled vegetables are quite good. Like you just pickle oh. them in vinegar and mm. um, and sugar. Sugar I know. and vinegar? We should just, we should pickle with my mom. And apparently it's delicious. Like you can pickle carrots and onions yeah. and like, well, and I love pickled beans. Okay. But the thing is with pickled beets, it really does make, make your hands all purple. So that's one of the reasons why I don't do it because it's such a mess. Oh, to do to, to make actual them. pickle them. Yeah, I guess you could wear gloves. I don't even know. It'd be hard. But oh. anyway, I'll just say, I love your, it. Your pee pink too. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it has. I love pickled beets. Wow. But a weird food I love that I could pretty much I have lived on a diet of would be Brussels sprouts. You, I when I lived with you, I know this has come up many times. I don't even know how you tolerated me. I would boil Brussels sprouts. And dip them in ketchup. No, you put them in the steamer. In the okay? steamer. Oh, and it was right. so smelly. I had like a I had like a rice cooker, like a steamer, like a machine. You throw them in the I'm steamer. Like the worst roommate you ever. Home at ten o'clock at night, I'd be in bed. All, all I could smell was <laughs> the stinkiest, the stinkiest Brussels sprouts. And I lived on them. And I literally dip them in ketchup. I dipped them in ketchup. Weird. Weird. Now, you know, I've progressed to like roasting them with like, you know, a little bit more Mm. olive oil and Parmesan, salt and pepper. Yummy, yum. They still are stinky though. They're so stinky, but But oh my goodness, I could live on Brussels sprouts. It's like a weird food that everyone loves, but I, and I've always loved Brussels sprouts. Like anyway, I don't care. Steamed, boiled, baked. I'll eat them anyway. I love them so So much. You kind of, you like the... Uh, like that's like hard, hard like sauerkraut hard foods almost yes strong you like strong. strong tasting foods yeah sauerkraut love oh sauerkraut my goodness. yeah okay oh, okay yeah. now this is a funny question okay. this is our second question all right what is something you really resent paying for when you've got to oh. pay for it what are you like oh yeah you know what every single time i go to a restaurant and i get the bill i i feel like man was this worth it you know i just because like the food is never that good like it's okay like it's all right but rarely do like i finish a meal in a restaurant and i'm like oh that was worth every penny because it's expensive like in a restaurant it's expensive i find myself if we're going to order food like i'm almost looking to order it at home and you're trying to get the best cost like per value do you know what i mean you're trying to like weigh maybe it's part of being from a big family too but i even find i even find for just jay and i like i don't i don't know i don't find it super worth it Mm -hmm. and i it kind of like i kind of hate paying the bill yeah i i do i can see that that's why i never ever order a salad Mm. i'm like i could make a salad at home Mm. if i'm gonna order i'm ordering something like got you and think even steaks jay makes an awesome steak i'm not gonna order a steak even at a restaurant i'll order something that i would not be able to make or i like going places that i can't it's i I can't make it at home of that place yeah yeah yeah. exactly okay okay Okay. but sorry for any guy listening to this because you might be like oh feminine products oh you hate that Oh, and I've got two daughters too. And sometimes I look at it, I think that is a lot of money over a year that you literally just throw away. Now, I know it's such a luxury here. We are in Western where complain we have access, but what a crazy amount of money. And with two daughters, it's a lot. It is a lot. Do you spend a lot of money on makeup? No, actually straight. I don't either. I actually wear the same makeup almost every day. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I... (laughs) So just use like yeah. regular products. And, and I'm like terrible. Crazy. I don't even have a good skincare. Like it's just because I actually don't, don't really care. care. <laughs> it's not. I don't either. I don't and I've gone to all these different it. things. I'll buy it one time and be like, nah, it's fine. My skin looks, I'm fine. 
you know, yeah, a vino works fine or whatever it may yeah, be. I just, whatever yeah. lotions in my, yeah. I don't use like smelly lotion, but I, I have the, yeah, yeah. You got. that's yeah. fine. I know I'm the same too. I'm pretty low key. Pretty eh? on that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So anyways, okay, there we go. Those are just some random questions. We want to open the podcast. Those yeah, are fun. Yeah, a little icebreaker. Those are kind of fun. Love that. Love that. I know. It, g- it gave me the idea because a couple of weeks ago, we did the whole question podcast. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> fun. Kind of fun. Open up, let's open up the podcast with a with a, I know. a little icebreaker. Okay, so we'll have to, if we do some beats, we'll have to keep you posted. Oh, I definitely. think we should actually pickle some beats together. I think oh. we'd have so much fun because we love them so much. And they last so long. So that's oh, a random. Would, and you love them. I would like that. I yeah. would like that a lot. I'd love to learn how My to My moms are things. so good. Okay. And this time of year, you can get a giant bag of beets. Giant. Mm. I know. And we've got lots of time because we've got time. <laughs> <laughs> we're not watching doing. lots of shows. <laughs> we're in a fast right. of shows. So we've right. got lots of time to pickle beets. Okay. <laughs> All right. So should we talk about beauty yeah, today? Let's do that. Yeah. But this was an interesting question I thought I would bring to the podcast because beauty the standards of beauty do change over the years. And I just thought it would be really great to talk about beauty because many people struggle with body image, their own beauty, feeling beautiful. What does that mean? And how do we even speak about that in our own lives and define it? So what would you say, Lori, would make a person beautiful to you? Oh, that's an interesting question. You know, I had this um, conversation with somebody years and years and years ago. He was a mathematician and he talked about actually the golden rule. I Have was you there. Have you heard about the golden rule? I was with you oh, in you that conversation because okay. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And First so, time I'd heard that. Yeah. And I mean, I can't, I can't talk about it from a mathematician perspective because I don't even know what the equation yeah. is. I forget the equation, but there's like this literal equation. It's a math equation that apparently makes things visually and beautiful to the eye and to the mind. And so it's a, it's an, there's an equation. So for example, the golden rule would take place in everything that we see, like a flower. So the most beautiful flowers would have the right proportion of the golden rule, which is part of what makes it so beautiful and attractive to the eye or fruit or, um, you know, the, or the face even like eyes to nose structure and different measurements on the face and how they, they move together. So people, I guess, I guess physical qualities or things even in nature that don't follow the golden rule or get further and further away from this equation become less attractive to the eye. They, they're not seen as, as an attractive. I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true or not or whatever, but it's that it was a really interesting from a math perspective, this really, really interesting idea. And also this person was talking about it, how intricately even math was in God's original design Mm. of like humanity and the world and creation Mm. and all of these things. And I was like, wow, this is, that is, that's really powerful, but you have to be really smart too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And this person is really smart. Smart in the (laughs) math. Good friend of ours. Very smart. Yeah. In the math (laughs) department. Uh, That's not, that's not, that's not our areas. That's not our area. No. No, it's not. <laughs> Math. But um but no, like for me when I think of something that's beautiful, like honestly, there's if it's if we're talking about people, really it comes down to some simple things. It's a lot more about um how I feel in their presence than it is about just what I see from a physical perspective. Now, again, if I'm just like walking on the street and not having an actual interaction with someone, obviously my mind and my eye can maybe say, oh, I think that person is pretty or that man is attractive looking or, and there could be various reasons Mm -hmm. for that. We all have sort of what we're attracted or drawn to or think is beautiful um i do think it's really really cool and i believe this with all my heart that like some everyone's version of beauty is a little bit different which i I think is also so beautiful like that everyone finds somebody else beautiful for different reasons and i think Mm -hmm. that's also part of the uniqueness of how we're created on the earth but for me like when it comes to people like genuinely there's just something that's so much more beautiful about knowing someone and knowing their character and like who they are than just what is there on the external basis, just what is externally beautiful. Mm, I agree. Cause you know, I think the focus of the external beauty actually is just, it's so empty. Like when you actually think of what makes someone beautiful, I've been around 
beautiful looking people, but they actually were not beautiful inside in the sense of how they were dealing with life or what was coming out of their mouth or how their attitude was. How they like treat people. How they treat people. Yeah. And I have met some that you would maybe walk by and not maybe notice. And then when you sit down with them, you're like, they are some of the most beautiful people. And it comes to show you that beauty, we can focus. And it actually, it is, a, it is something our society has discipled us in. Our culture has formed that beauty is external. It's actually not true. Yes, is there things that can be more attractive? Yes, I think we can say, even when we look at a flower, you look at different animals. Some you people know. like some flowers more than others. Yeah. Some people think more flowers are... Yeah, attraction versus beauty. But also, if we're holding on to beauty or everything on the outside, what happens when you age? What happens when life changes? What happens when things change to your body or health? Does that mean now you're not beautiful or attractive? And I just feel like it's such a sad thing of what has happened in our society that has come across that the outside is the most beautiful. That's where the measurement is. But I have to say, I agree with you when it's the way I feel when I'm with someone and some of the most beautiful people you'd probably walk by and maybe not even notice. But when you sit down and talk with them, you're like, they are the most beautiful person. The kindness, the generosity, the humility, the thoughtfulness, the actual joy, joy, the peace, the perspective. And, you know, I think of people in our lives that we've had that have had to go through many obstacles, many obstacles in their life physically. And they are some of the most extraordinarily beautiful people that I would choose a hundred times around to be around. And it really does make me think about my own life and where I put my focus on beauty. Like, yes, I'm not talking about health. Health is very important health is because that's about stewarding your body but beauty can cross the line where it's like i'm only valued i'm only beautiful if i look like this i'm this weight i have this you know this um, measurement or this face i've got too many wrinkles if i get rid of this botox you you just name it it doesn't end it doesn't end all of those things that that's what makes me beautiful when the focus comes not so much on health and being active and being you know having stewarding what god's given you um, and that looks different for everybody just on their circumstances. But when beauty becomes about that, that's not true. Th- this is not going with us. This external piece is a garment. It is a garment we will shed and our true self will go into eternity. This is a garment. It's a piece. And we can put so much emphasis on the garment and really equate our value and compare ourselves with one person's clothing versus ours. And actually, it's just a piece of clothing that will rot and die and turn to ash. Honestly. But the true spirit, the most beautiful part of us that is living, will go into eternity. And that is when God talks about so much. The inner beauty is about like charm is deceptive, beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord. It is all about that focus. This is nothing. The stewardship is health. I believe that's more like the question of stewardship. But I think beauty, we equate beauty in the wrong, the upside down way. And we've been cultured, we've been discipled by the culture to decipher what beauty is. And I, I feel like that, that to me is the most heart-wrenching conversations I have, especially with women. And I speak, I know men feel the same way. I'm not, dis- a lot of men feel that way. But just speaking personally, because I'm not a man, I don't, I don't know, but speaking to young girls, to young women, and that struggle when they look in the mirror and they think, I'm not beautiful, I'm not, and you think, oh, if only you can see what I see, if only you could see what God sees, the significance of the purpose that you are in this world, that's the beauty, you know, inside. And so yeah, the most beautiful person is someone who loves the Lord with all their heart. You can't help but think they're the most beautiful person. Oh, it's so true. And I think there's a sickness like in our culture around this area that has infected a lot of us. Like, and we don't even, I don't even think we realize it because it's so, it's so prevalent everywhere. It's so, it's all around. But, you know, I, I, I feel like we don't have to give into it. Yes. You know, even as you're talking about this, almost this new definition of beauty, like the more of us that take up this view of what beauty is and live into it, 
it first has to happen inside of us. We can't do it just externally for other people. We mm-hmm. have to get the revelation for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then from that place, we can actually begin to see other people in this way. That's how mm-hmm. we change culture. And again, will we ever change the entire cu- culture? I don't know. But why not start with with each one of us kind of getting to the root of what is in the way of us seeing ourselves the way that God sees us? Because I actually think that's the key. I think we have to get to the place where, uh, again, we put the proper weight on what we see when we look in the mirror in terms of what God sees when he looks at us and the value that we place on what's going on inside of us, who we are, as opposed to just what we look like on the external. Um, You know, you, you watch people that have gone through tremendous tragedy and maybe even had their physical appearance disfigured in some way. And, you know, they have, they're, they're forced to go on a journey of sort of laying aside all of these things that, we do. We hold on to. Uh, I do think they're strongholds. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think they're strongholds. Mm-hmm. I don't. I. I think they're just so ingrained in our culture that we don't even realize it. You know, you're forced to deal with that and be able to begin to look inside, and um, and it's an important journey that I think mm-hmm. we all need to confront in ourselves, mm-hmm. and we need to look and we need to say like, where am I susceptible? And I a great question I think that we can ask ourselves as we're on this journey together is you know, where we're most, where we most tend to judge others, that's often where we're most insecure in ourselves. So, you know, when we look at people, are we looking at, you know, how much they weigh, their physical body, like what part are we drawn to? What do we notice? And I think for a lot of women, I know for myself, like I, for a number of years, comparison was a major, major issue. And I would even call it a stronghold, a major stronghold in my life. And I didn't even realize how much it was because the comparison manifested in my life in a positive way. It kind of came out in my brain and how it was showing up in a positive way. So I would look at someone and I'd say, oh, wow, look at their beautiful hair. It's so thick and lovely and long. Oh, like it's just so beautiful or oh look at their oh look at their physical body it's so they're so fit they're so thin they're so this and I would kind of look longingly and comparatively but it would always be it would never be like oh what a you know da 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 like I would never be criticizing them in a way but I'd be admiring and looking and bringing these comparisons and the Lord really brought a conviction to my heart about it because I I didn't think there was anything wrong with it because it was positive, you know, I'm putting quotations positive, but it actually wasn't positive. Mm. It wasn't positive for my self-esteem in any single way to be point constantly pointing out what other people had that I didn't have. It showed a major lack and even a lust in a sense of that was coming out of, uh, out of me. And the Lord dealt with that in a beautiful way and set me free of that comparison. But I say that to say, you know, this is deep, deep, deeply embedded in us in ways that we don't even recognize or realize. And it can even be showing up in ways that we think are nice or positive or seem friendly. Mm. (laughs) We sometimes use the word of companion. This is just this companion that we bring along with us that we just, oh, we love to look at, you know, maybe we go on social media and we look at a lot of beautiful, famous people, you know, that, and we, we, are following them just for the way that they look, their fashion, their all of these external things. Well, I think we've got to address how that actually is affecting us, how we see the world, how we believe the world sees us, and really begin to lay all of that down and, and get to the heart of like, God, how do you see me? What do mm. you see when you look at me? Because that really is the most important thing over everything else. And this can be a hindrance. Like we don't even realize, but this hinders us in ways in life, in stepping out even in our calling and purpose. And even in the ways that the Lord, you know, has ordained for us to step into, this can hinder us in a Mm. big way. So it's important. This is an important journey. Wow, Lori, I love, I love what you just shared there. Those are some incredible truths. And that's, I think that's been, that's the journey we're all on. We all have to wrestle with that. And even as you're growing, as I'm growing older, your body changes. 
Like I know I'm not old. Like I'm only in my in my forties. Last time I joke, I think I said in my when I was forty, and I think you pointed that out when my messages went. You're like, you're forty six. You're not forty. I was like, gal, I met in my forties. But you know, really, like even if it's varicose veins from kids or yeah. just your body after having children yeah. and coming to terms with that, you know, you might be healthy now. I mean, it's sagging. It's 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 yeah, it's changing. It's, it's dra- the gravity's yeah. gravity's starting to take over. Yeah, more so. <laughs> And so you can fight. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm not. And we're not talking here like not wearing makeup and all. We're not talking about that or fo- working out, loving working out. It's like I love how you brought up the weight, where we are placing the weight and where we are finding our validation and our significance. And that is like anything. And you sharing about a story, you know, this was probably my mid 20s. I always I've always loved fashion. Like I'm not the most fashionable, but I love I love clothes and the newest shoes. And like, I've always loved that since I can remember. I remember at four years old hating my shoes. Who remembers that at four years old? Buster Browns. I laugh about this. The first remembrance I have about things I wore. And then I worked all my part-time jobs to buy clothes. Like my, always, I never saved money. I spent it on clothes my whole life. I would go over to the States and buy like not one pair of shoes, 10 pairs of shoes. You know, like it's been like that my whole life. And you know, Yes, that's not that's that's a little obsessive. But I never ate out a lot. I never spent money on other stuff. That's where I put all my value. Yeah, that's what you love. I remember being in my twenties and I had a lot of like what I was gonna wear and matching things. And there was one Sunday I was getting ready to lead worship, and I was getting ready and I was like, "What am I gonna wear?" And I was just going through. I remember the Lord brought such a conviction to my heart. I was and just said like, "You are more concerned about what you're gonna look like." Then about the prepper, like how prepared you are to actually lead worship. How dressed are you in the spirit? You're more concerned about how dressed you are in the natural than you are dressed in the spirit. And I remember like it just went to the core. Now, do I still love, you know, makeup and hair? Yes, I do all that. But I tell you what, when I do get ready now, like in the mornings, I'll be like putting on my lipstick being like, Lord, may my words be filled with beauty. Like may my eyes see, like I actually try to, think about I'm not just dressing on the outside but I'm dressing on the inside now I'm not going and trying to be ripped like I'm never been. I used to be quite the athlete and I would spend hours swimming I've never been one for the gym but very athletic and now I walk which doesn't really form the same muscle <laughs> in your body but when I'm walking it's literally like this time with the Lord and that's where I put the health part the value but the weightiness is Really, like it's not on the external. I want to be healthy. I want to be a good steward, but I want to be dressed in my spirit. I want to walk in a place where I'm not trying to constantly achieve something on the outside to fill something on the inside. Does that just come naturally? No. There's days sometimes I look at myself when I get out of the bath, I think, man, <laughs> what if I would have seen myself at 25 now at 47? I might be like, <laughs> get yourself together. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm actually, you know, I have to say though, the confidence that as we focus more on the internal and as we go into those journeys of allowing the Lord to bring the significance from the inside out, there is a greater letting go of not letting go of our health, but a letting go of where we place such weightiness and such emphasis on if I look like this, I'm beautiful. If I'm like this, I'm beautiful. Instead of I am a daughter of God. I want to steward my health. I don't want to let myself go that I'm unhealthy. But I also recognize that I got to let lay that down, that 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 affirmation that I feel like I need by being noticed or by being seen, that's actually an unhealthy journey for me as well. And that may I be dressed in my spirit. May I be a woman of great valor in the spirit. And yes, can we enjoy beautiful clothes and shoes we're not saying that but where are we waiting where is that scale in our lives and i think that was a really beautiful point that you brought to about the scale the weight because uh, i feel like the culture has said here's the weight this is the weight all in this external is the most important thing yeah and in the god scale it, uh that is like the lightest the weight is about the beauty and the spirit about humility fearing the lord like just as we spend more time with him it overflows the beauty overflows into our lives and some of the most beautiful people i know are the most modest people i know to be honest beautiful prayer warriors that you wouldn't even know you would not know their names 
They're behind the scenes and they just love the Lord. When you're with them, you walk away like, I have just been beautiful. Like you have made my life more beautiful by knowing you, spending time with you. But is it easy to kind of walk through? Do we have to still measure that out? Absolutely. Do I still have to look at sometimes and be like, okay, why am I feeling so focused on that? Okay, why? Why? It's, I've got to let that go. I've got to let that go. Yeah. And, uh, no, that's good. Yeah. That, that's really, really powerful. You know, I, um, I had this po- profound, profound encounter with the Lord, you know, at one point in my twenties, like I was, I was younger, like my late, my late, late twenties. And I just remember looking in the mirror one day and sort of like looking like seeing something different, seeing something different than I had seen the day before or all the days before. It just, something looked different. And I kind of stared at myself a little bit longer and like wondered like what it was like, almost like when someone gets a new haircut and you're like, oh, there's something different. Oh, you look really good. Like what, what is it? You know, you can't pinpoint what it is, but just something and and it's mm-hmm. good. Like mm-hmm. it's a good, and I remember just spending some time with the Lord and I, and, and just, sitting in that moment looking and I I felt the Lord say into my spirit, like you're starting to see yourself as I like, as I see you, like you're seeing Mm. yourself as I see you. And I, it, it like just, it was literally like a light bulb. It was like something changed through my physical, Mm. natural eyes, but in my spirit, it is this weird thing eh? between the spirit and the natural, Mm -hmm. like, cause nothing in the natural happened, nothing, nothing changed, but something changed in my spirit that I saw something that I couldn't see before. And from that moment on, it just kind of changed for me. I, mm. I don't know. Like, it wasn't that I was like an uberly insecure person before that. But yeah, like I definitely spent time focusing on my flaws. When I looked in the mirror, I focused on the things I didn't like mm. about myself or the things that I didn't like the way they were and wished I could change about myself. And, you know, I encourage you, if you're listening today, if you're really critical about yourself and you're really critical about the way you look and when you look in the mirror, you know, you, you only see flaws. I, I really, really encourage you to do a little bit of inner work about, you know, where that came from and where that came in, because like God created you fearfully and Mm -hmm. wonderfully Mm -hmm. in his image. Mm -hmm. Like he made you even physically to look the way that you do for his glory Hmm. like it it your literal physical self brings glory to him that's why you've been created every part of it even every part of your your body your genetics like your genetic predisposition Mm -hmm. you know all of that is formed and fashioned intricately and specifically and intentionally Mm -hmm. And somewhere along the line, if, you know, when you look in the mirror, all you see is things you don't like, then somewhere along the line, the enemy has robbed of you the very gift that God has given you in how he's created and formed Mm. you in all of your uniqueness. Even if you don't fit into Western beauty standards of whatever that means or whatever that is, like imagine if you had a revelation that God created you this way for his glory, that you, your literal physical um, look and appearance brings glory to Mm -hmm. who he is because that's Mm -hmm. how he created you and he loves you and ask him for a revelation of Mm -hmm. how he sees you. Ask him that when you look in the mirror for you to be able to see what he sees when he looks at you so that when you look in the mirror, you don't have to spend, you don't have to waste any energy, no energy on criticizing yourself Mm. on the things that you don't like. You know, there's this movement that's happening right now that is like in our young people and in the next generation. And it's, it's like this movement. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's like this movement about like body positivity and like any body type should be able to dress however they want. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you've got, you know, all through TikTok, I'm not on TikTok, but my kids are. So I get to see, you know, I get to see some different things, but like, you know, you'll have 
uh, women or men, but it's mostly with women, but women of every size and shape dressing however they want and like kind of parading, you know, their bodies on, you know, different social media platforms. And it's all about like body body positivity and the the culture is really celebrating this. The culture is like, you go girl, you got this. And so you're seeing like different sized women wearing like tiny crop tops or bikinis and just like rocking whatever body type they have and just like owning it and putting it out there into the world and kind of like, I don't care if you like it, you know, Mm -hmm. like this kind of attitude. And it's a movement. Like there's this whole, whole movement. And it's funny because, you know, I would definitely be a little bit more, um, uh, conservative I guess or tr- and traditional like old-fashioned I guess yeah. ah, I hate to say that but yeah. a little bit old-fashioned yeah, yeah. now in comparison to that because sometimes I'll say to my daughters like oh my goodness like I don't really think people should be like you know putting all that out there <laughs> like into mom and then you know my my one daughter she'll give me a full-on lecture about <laughs> body body positivity oh, now oh, I say wow. all that just to say like there is something really beautiful about what this generation is trying to do. And I do think they're trying to break down the norms, the societal norms of what people say beauty is. And Mm -hmm. I I love that part of it because honestly, Mm -hmm. we do need to break that down for sure. Like we need to, we need to bust that wide open. Even like, you know, boys should wear blue, girls should wear pink, like even gender, like how boys should dress, how girls should dress. Honestly, like this is all societal constructs that we've decided that arbitrarily we've just decided that this is what and you know what I mean? It's not appropriate if a boy is a little bit more feminine. Well, why? Like he can still be a boy and be a little bit more feminine or a girl can be a little bit more masculine and still be a girl like these are societal things. And so in some ways I do see the next generation trying to break that stuff down and trying to say like, let's stop putting people in boxes that we've created (laughs) and saying, this is the only way that beauty looks. And Mm -hmm. if you don't fit into this box, if you're not like a size two and look like this and dress like this, you know, you're not beautiful. No, that is not true whatsoever. And I love that they're breaking down this. Now, I think in some ways it's going to like, this you know how the pendulum swing like we were over here for a lot of years and girl you and i grew up in the 80s like this this was not Mm -hmm. (laughs) a part of our upbringing our upbringing was much more like no these are conventional you know beauty and you but you better try to fit into that norm Mm -hmm. we're swinging the pendulum really far and we need to learn over here but i think too there's also just we don't need to put that out for the world in order to get affirmation of let's just find that within ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. let's just find that in who God's created us to be. So I think that all also plays into, you know, what culture and society and some really, really, really good. And I want to, I want to embrace that. And I'm learning from my kids Mm -hmm. even in that regards, because I do think, yeah, I can have judgments when I see Mm -hmm. certain, you know, certain things. And I'm like, no, that, that's not okay. Like that is not okay. I really do want, to be a person that does not judge someone based on what I see on the outside. I don't, I don't, I want to play into a different narrative, but I want to play into a gospel narrative of, you know, we were all created in the image of God. And I want to be able to see that when I meet somebody. And even when I see someone on the street, I want to see them as a child of God created in the image of God, Mm. created to bring glory to God's name. Like I want to be able to see them the way that God sees them. Laura, that is so good. That is so good. I love how you just even talked about the societal, what's happening in society, like even that swing with our kids and how we're just noticing that. And it is beautiful. Like you're right. There is a swing. Have you seen that? Totally. That big swing. And it will, it will. Yeah, I, I agree. Everything you just said, I think you articulated it really, really well. And I do, there's a, growing up, I loved the Narnia books. Well, Lord of the Rings was my favorite books, but I loved Narnia. And there's this line, I'm not going to quote it right, but in one of the the books, it was um, the youngest Lucy is trying to be like her older sister and is kind of looking at her older sister in the movie. I'll say in the movie, not in the books, but I, I've watched the movies because and it just brought me to mind because this is exactly in the movie. The younger sister in the movie is trying to look like the older sister and is like, feels not as beautiful. And uh, anyway, in the movie, it ends up saying like Aslan tells her, you know, if you if you compare yourself, 
you're taking away from the beauty that you were actually brought met to bring to the world only you could bring so you want to be like someone else you you're actually robbing the world from the beauty that you were meant to bring to the world and it was such a beautiful little moment in the movie i watched it years ago with my girls i remember thinking like what a beautiful way to address comparison whether it's your external you're always comparing yourself bring like no like you are meant to bring through god moving out of your spirit into the world a beauty that only you were made formed and created to bring you can't be that person because they have a beauty to the world they are meant to bring but when you don't bring what you bring you're robbing the world and you're also saying to god it's not, i'm not good enough like what you made is not good enough now i know we know that but actually to allow that to transform our spirit to be like show me what you see help me to be what you've created me to be for this time because really we're passing through this is not forever and how we can get so fixated on beauty that is temporal this is temporal but our spirit is eternal and that is where everything flows out of because the external will change through age through time even through life, we don't know what life has. And I think, you know, we've sometimes plugged different books or plug. We watched Rising Phoenix as an amazing uh, Netflix movie about Paralympians that have overcome incredible obstacles. When you're watching that, you actually don't even see, you don't even see like the disability. The disability. You see this incredible like incredible athlete and what they spirit and eh? the spirit the fighting spirit that you're like actually i think i'd rather watch a paralympic um competition because parallel olympics is not it's parallel to the olympics they're even like paralyzed they're not paralyzed they're parallel to and it was a great great movie to watch but all that to say when you start to watch a show like that all you see is that beautiful fighting spirit that they were not going to let anything rob them from the significance they were going to bring in their sport in their influence how much more so as christians that we don't let anything external like as far as physically rob us from the beauty and the significance that we are to bring to spread the gospel and the love and the fragrance of christ and i just feel like that's exactly where society has tripped us up we've been discipled more by that than allowing ourselves to be discipled by the significance that God has created us to be. And so may you, as you're listening, realize that as you compare yourself, as you focus on things, the flaws, where you feel you haven't measured up, and you maybe are losing focus of the beauty that God's creating you, you're actually robbing the world from a beauty that only you can bring, that you were created to bring, because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. So I just wanted to kind of go back to that because you had stated that scripture. I love that. And so you are uniquely formed. Whether you believe that now or not, may you know that God has stated that in his word. And because he has stated that in his word, that's truth. Society is not truth. That's truth. That's where we anchor ourselves to. And so as you talked about that story, may as you spend more time with the Lord, may if that's a stronghold in your life about feeling not beautiful and feeling not significant, there is a deeper place in the spirit that God wants to set you free. There's roots there that God wants to reveal, bring freedom to, so you can actually walk in the freedom and the fullness and the significance and the complete beauty that God has that is about the aroma of Christ being spread from the inside out. And so may there be a freedom as you listen today to know that you have a significance to bring to this world and it's not outside in, it's from the inside out. Oh, so good, so good. And you know, if you've ever had people speak over you, you know, just words that have cut you, that have cut you down, even about your physical appearance, about, you know, an aspect of literally your external body, the way you look, your face, you know, you're pretty, you're not pretty, you're fat, you're these kinds of words, you know, as you kind of go on this journey to, to figure out where did I start to believe this about myself, you know, what happened or what was spoken over me or what kind of words were spoken I want you to think about those people that have said that and those any comments that have come like that that have come to harm you or to hurt you or to cut you down or to put you in your place or to put you down they've come from a place of brokenness and why would we ever take that as truth 
why would we ever take words that are coming to us in and from a place of brokenness of someone someone else's insecurity someone else's brokenness i mean teenage life can be brutal Mm. absolutely brutal but all of that brutalness comes out of deep deep insecurity you know if when kids are being just horrible to each other especially girls you know it often just comes from deep insecurity Mm. like they're feeling threatened and so they attack and then we take those words and we believe them but they're all coming out of such brokenness and so it can come literally from the words of a person or it can just come from the enemy himself Mm. implanting things into our minds beliefs into our minds that are not true but both of these spaces are both broken Mm -hmm. why not look Mm -hmm. to the one where there is no darkness where there is no brokenness in him why not look to the one who literally created you in perfection he created you perfectly exactly as you're meant to be look to him to get that affirmation to get that that um truth about who you Mm. are and about the way that you look and why god formed you the way that he did and to give you a revelation of that in a beautiful way you know when i was in high school um i uh met a friend uh, right in the middle of high school grade nine and um, she became my best friend really really fast and um we were best friends probably for the next you know 10 years until I ended up moving away and we you know lost touch over time just because of distance um and she was so beautiful I mean like so strikingly beautiful to look at like so much so that whenever I was with her she got all the attention because she was just gorgeous like she was just drop dead gorgeous she had this blonde 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 natural blonde hair long hair she wore red lipstick you know she little black makeup kind of that look you know back in the the 80s and 90s oh my gosh she was so pretty she was tall she was thin i mean literally she had the whole package everything and personality to boot she was awesome and but i remember even going through high school, like with her beside me, just her presence and just how beautiful she was (laughs) made me feel insecure about myself. Do you know Mm. what I mean? Like it made me feel less beautiful beside her. And even just things like that, like now, obviously she never said, you know, we never, we never really talked about, I mean, we talked about it all the time. Oh, you're so pretty. You're so pretty. No, you're pretty. No, I'm not. You are you know, like <laughs> the teenage, like hilarious, you know, conversations that go on. But, but genuinely, like mm. even things like that, when, you know, you have someone that you believe is so beautiful and, or the way that you see them is just as so beautiful. It can make you feel insecure mm-hmm. beside them. Mm-hmm. Just that. So, honestly in all of that we need to lay all of that down and we need to ask god god give me a revelation of how you see me i want to see myself the way that you Mm -hmm. see me the way that you've created me i'm your child i'm your daughter i'm your son Mm -hmm. you've created me perfectly as you need me to be and help me to be secure in who you have created me to be so i can live out the fullness of my purpose here on the earth with no hindrance with nothing standing in my way and so again, yeah, I just, I just really encourage you to kind of do some of that inner work to get to the bottom of that. Because if you're spending time criticizing yourself based on your external appearance, you're wasting your energy. Yeah. Like you're yeah. wait, you're just wasting time on things that are external. Like this, this body, it's, it's not going to last. Like it's, you know, I, we are going to, we actually are going to be resurrected. This body is going to be resurrected. But, you know, the, the scriptures say we get a glorified body. I don't know what that means. Is it going to be the same one? Maybe we'll just see it the way that God always intended us to see it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. exactly. But, but regardless, regardless, this is just our earth suit. And, you know, at the end I of the day. I love that earth suit. <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, what the Lord wants mm-hmm. to do with our lives is far more important than you know, wasting time on what's happening on the external. But I honestly think Rhonda, even this is just, it's just a good conversation because even as we have it, I think this goes deeper than even we realize Mm -hmm. just because of growing up in this Western culture. I think we don't even Mm -hmm. realize how deeply rooted we are about externals when it comes to physical appearance, how deeply, you know, these roots go into us. Very, very deep. 
And that's why we need our king. And as we're closing this conversation, we just want to say you are beautiful. Mm. You are made with a purpose with significance that far outweighs anything on the external that will fade, but the internal will not. It'll grow more bright and more beautiful. And so may you know today that God sees you. He loved you. He created you purposely, uniquely, and you are made the way you are because he put his hands into this right as, as a, he created you in your mother's womb. And you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And if even that has been robbed from you, for even knowing that God was involved in your making and your creation, may you know today that he was intricately involved, that he knows you intimately, not just your thoughts and your emotions. He put together every single part of your body and knows you and loves you and will make all things new. And so that's the glorified state we'll be in one day, but we are a reflection of his love, reflection of his purpose. And so may you know you are a reflection of him. When you look in the mirror, may you not see the flaws, but see a reflection of the beauty of Christ in you. And so we speak that over you. May you follow the king that knows you better than yourself. He loves you. He has a plan and a purpose from this side all the way through to the next side to eternity. He is leading us through. And so may you follow your king and know that you're deeply loved. Oh, Rhonda, I love that. And you just did that so authentically. Like, I just want to encourage you, honestly, in this moment, because you do this everywhere you go. You speak to people's beauty. You see beauty in people wherever you go and you point out the beautiful things, the beautiful parts of what you see when you look at them. And it is just a part of how God's wired and made you. It's what he's wired you to see about people. But everywhere you go, just as you just did right there on the podcast. And so for all of you listening, receive that into your spirit, receive that into your heart. But I just want to encourage you, Rhonda, honestly, this is, it's a beautiful sort of mission or just a call from the Lord of of your life to be able to just speak into people's life what you see the beauty you see if you meet Rhonda in person she will compliment mm-hmm. something <laughs> that you are wearing or your hair or the way you look or your makeup she will compliment something because honestly she's looking for something to encourage you physically with it's just how she sees the world and how she sees the people of the world and it is a beautiful thing i I love that about you rhonda Mm -hmm. and i can see that this message that we're talking about today like it's important to you in a deep place Mm -hmm. it's not just about like the superficial aspect of being like oh i'm going to give you a compliment right now you are calling out of people just the deeper space of do you see how beautiful you are and I love that. I just love that you do that. I love that that's just a part of your call, the call mm-hmm. of God in your life. And we hope that you feel that today. We hope you feel mm-hmm. that we have taken some time to just look Amen. at you and to call out the inner beauty of who you are by actually talking about some of the things that stand in the way in the external, physical, you know, beauty and the, and the ways that maybe we struggle in that area. So may you be blessed today. Continue to hold fast. Do some good inner work around this area because because God has a special and profound revelation for you about how he sees you. And I promise you the next time you see Pastor Rana somewhere, she will compliment something <laughs> about your physical appearance. She'll help Aww. you on the journey. <laughs> I love, love that it. about you, Rhonda. Aww, thanks, well, have Laura. a great day, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much, Lori. What an compliment. And you guys are loved. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for joining us today on the Awakening Moments podcast. We pray that you are filled with hope and joy as you navigate the challenges of life. And we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast or share it with your friends. And remember, you are so loved by God and he is always with you.